Hi, Josh. <laughs> Josh, you wearing what it do, boo? True. I dig your weirdness. I want some more of it. I want to see more of it. I want to feel more of it. Oh my god. Welcome to the Josh Waring podcast. We appreciate you listening. Merci. All right, guys, welcome back to another live episode of Poetic Charm. We have a special panel today. Once again, returning is Miss Destiny Brown on Jamaica's Independence Day, Wagwan. I'm good, I'm good. Good night, good night. How are you? Oh, we're great, thanks. Very excited, very excited. And we also have a elder lakesman in the building, Mr. Big Mike. What up, my bro? What's up, what's up, bro? Good to see you. How you doing, Des? I'm good, I'm good. And you, Mike? I'm well, I'm well. Absolutely, and we just wanted to give a special shout out to Miss Ariella and KG. KG couldn't be in the building because he's uh, handling a death in the family. So I just want to give our well wishes and our condolences to Brother KG. Yeah, my condolences to you and your family, KG. Definitely. Condolences for sure. Airs up. Absolutely. And how have you guys been? How was your week? Um, well, today's Independence Day, as you know. So <laughs> I've been chilling with my fam and stuff. Let's rolling on that it's been a good week so far you know i feel blessed thanks for asking how are you guys i'm doing good it's been a good week you know knocking off these shows some with josh and some not um working and stuff every day just came from a about a two mile walk before we got on here today so feeling good nice nice <laughs> nice and, nice. and i felt there was a bit of a, a breeze out there is it still out there being like yeah, 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 it's a nice night to walk. You know, it, it, after that heat wave had a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's feeling good now. So it's good. Absolutely. And speaking of feeling good, we actually have a very cool topic, which is love languages. Now, Miguel, you are the Elder Lakesman who brought the love languages concept to one of our podcasts in New York Radio. Would you yeah. mind giving your take on love languages? And I'm going to put the uh, specific love languages up on the screen for everyone. Sure. So um, the the five love languages, um, which is a, um, a book that was written out in the early 90s, which we talked about before. Uh, it's a book that I wound up reading um, later on. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> <laughs> Maybe laugh, but um, these are not the five, by the way. Well, four to five, but, but um, yeah, I couldn't uh, resist. <laughs> yeah, you, you got me with that one, but um, no, it, it's just a way to kind of um determine you and your partner what's your love language, and once you can determine that, it, you can see if you guys are compatible. Number one, but also you can see how to kind of speak your love, your, your, your partner's love language once you know what it is. And also good for you to know personally what your love language is so you can let people know your requirements and stuff like that. So I thought it was fascinating. And then when I read about it, because it actually was a, a, a ex-girlfriend uh, who taught me about it. 
you know, about 10 or 11 years ago. And of uh -huh. course, for me, when I learn or, or find out something, I want to do massive research. So I want to found a book myself and read it and yada, yada, yada. And just for me, I'll, I'll, I'll get right into it. Mine is uh, like a uh, quality time is my number one love language, I would say. And um, if I were to have a second one, it would be words of affirmation. So that's what I would say. Very nice. Thank you, Miguel and Destiny. Well, um, yeah, I've read the Five Love Languages. Um, it was introduced to me by a friend of mine in book club like years ago. Um, we had it. We always we all read it. And yes, I I think that it opened my mind a little bit to thinking of how other people showed their affections or their love. You know, I think it kind of opened my mind to the concept of, you know, not everybody shows how they feel in the same way. So that was really what I got from that. Absolutely. And just want to shout out Gary Chapman as well, who is the author of the book. And uh, it was a very interesting uh, concept. I was introduced to it by one of my co-hosts of the Creative Gourd, Mikhail Israel. And he, you know, he's also married as well. So, you know, they, you know, for him and his wife, love languages are also very important, which, uh, you know, I respect. But at the same time, I feel like a big notion of the love languages does depend a lot on not only personality, which is what this is describing, but also upbringing, because they could have a, a certain love language that may not correspond with how they were brought up. So they might need X, Y, and Z, right? They might need words of affirmation or acts of service, but growing up, they were raised to have receiving gifts in quality time, even though they may not be what they actually need for themselves type mm -hmm. of thing. So it, it's kind of like how, you know, especially in this, in our country, that's right. Cause I'm, I'm sure you, you're aware of that because all your proximity in Toronto, right? So in America, Usually kids will be the same political party as their parents, even though if they don't believe in those ideologies. Right. So to me, it really depends on timing, as always, right, with love languages. But more specifically, I kind of equate it to being in a if if you guys don't have synced up love love languages or love languages that are palatable to another, I feel like it's similar to being in a distant country without knowing the language. And you gotta learn your love, you know, loved ones love language. Yeah. yeah I don't know if they, I don't know if they have go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, um, yeah, I was I was about to say that for sure you you do learn how to love from your parents, from watching your parents how they love, right? I think that that does play a big part in how you learn how to show your affections and, and stuff like that. And it also comes back to um, you just understanding yourself. So even if, you know, whatever the notion is, the same as you brought up, like political aff affiliations, right? Yes, you start out that way, but eventually you learn on your own what, what, your, what your thought process is. You learn on your own what you like, what you don't like, and all of those things, right? So, you know, as you begin to learn more about yourself, then it helps you to also identify what, where are you really at, you know, separating from what you have seen from your parents, because 
let's say for an example, growing up in the Caribbean, right? Um, we don't, I didn't grow up with my mom saying, hugging me and kissing me and saying, I love you and stuff like that. I, I didn't, right? But then when I got older and I left home very, very early. So based off of the fact that I left home so early and I was out in the world, every time I came back, I started to dote on her so much more because I wasn't always around her, which for her initially was so hard to accept. She would just slap me away like, no, don't be doing this or stuff like that. But then, you know, I kept going on. And now when I see her with, with her grandkids, it's a total different mom. I never got that mom. I never got that person at all. <clears throat> so my point of saying that is that, you know, you, you get to change what it is that you, you were taught. You know, you get to create your own version of yourself is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think you make a good point, Josh, about how you were brought up. And I think it could affect your love language in both directions. So if you were a person who, let's say, was always told, you know, by your parents that, you know, you're so smart or, you know, you're so pretty if you're a girl or something like that, that words of affirmation might be what you're so used to that you need that with your love language and stuff because you get it so much. Or oppositely, though, if you never got that, as you get older, you may yearn for that. So I think that can also affect whether it becomes your love language or not um, in that situation. But I got a question for Destiny. Do you actually have one or no? For my love languages? Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I would say um, my love language would be quality time. And if I had a second one, it would be acts of service. Okay. That's interesting. And I've already been through this with Josh. I won't do it again, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got a movie radio. <laughs> you want to. But, uh, but, yeah, I guess for the love languages, it just seems like a way to pick and choose what you want at times. When I feel like a person is dynamic and complex and I feel like all can apply equally, personally. Yes, yeah. I, un I understand that. I don't. I understand that. No, no, no. I was. I was. I was saying the same thing you were. I understand that in a certain way. I. I, I just think, for me personally, some stand out more than others because I really don't care about receiving gifts by anybody. Right. You know, <laughs> I never really did, even growing up as a kid. So that would never be a part of my love languages. You know, it's not really one thing. And, and and as I grew as a person, I guess for for each his own, really. Um, I feel like it's kind of like a blueprint, like everything else in life. There's no right or wrong way. It's just pointing out some stuff that makes your mind think a little bit more. You know what I mean? And um, it's it's like I've been in, in, in a relationship where persons would be like, okay, they need to text. For example, I'm not a texter. If anybody's trying to get to know me and they want to text, it ain't going to happen because I don't, I don't do that. You got to pick your phone up and call me, right? And if you don't, then you're probably going to say, well, like Destiny's not interested in me. But I ain't got time. I, I I don't text. I literally have started texting, forgot, go back and still see the text, unwritten, the unsent text in the in the thingy magic bob. So I mean, like I I don't text now. Of course, I've I've been in a past relationship where a person is like, okay, you're supposed to. I I would like if you had did this or done that or whatever. But then, in my opinion, I'm thinking, okay. I, I, I come over your house and when I'm in your presence, I never use my phone. I'm never on my phone. You got my full attention. I'm giving you my time. 
And that for me is me showing you that I actually do care. But in their eyes, they're looking for a certain other thing. So for me, that made me think a little bit more as to, okay, the possibilities of how people are structured in, you know, this kind of way talking about the love languages. What they were looking for is different from what I was giving altogether. Yeah, and that's what I think is it's, it's, it's less about what your language is than more understanding what the other person's language is, I feel like, um, you know, how I look at it. That way you can know, you know, like you said, what really are you, you know, are, are you doing what they need? If not, then it's, maybe it won't work for you, you know, in that situation. Yeah, that guy, that makes sense, guys. And that's a fair point. And I guess my question to both of you is that would you and have you changed your approach once you learn their love language? Even if it, let's say, contrasted with your own. Go ahead, Dad, you can go first. <laughs> yeah, um, I have tried, yes. I've tried to show show them how they are expecting it to, to be. So I feel like um, as you learn more about someone, let's say, for example, you know, you, you, you see someone who is like acts of service or whatever, and they're usually used to doing something like around fixing everything, your broken glass, like my stepdad. He will literally come to my house and fix everything that's broken. Like he will be, you didn't see that? Like, I'm going to fix that for you and whatever. He will do a lot of stuff around my house. He will come here and, you know, do stuff for me and stuff like that. I can always count on him to be like that. But he's never actually going to open his mouth and say to me, yo, yo, that's, I really love you. That's not going to happen, right? But I do know that from how he is and how he actually takes care of me as a dad, right? So I, and in that way, too, for me, in my approach to him, I also do that. I make sure, like, you know, I do stuff for him and, and because I know he appreciates that because that's what he does for me. So um, I think it, it's good to understand how they think about it. And so you're able to at least I'm not saying you're going to change yourself totally, but you're going to kind of, you know, give it to them where, the, where they're where they're looking at it, you know, where they're seeing it from. I think um, that once you find out, you may try um, if you really care about the person anyway. But I think it's like anything else about knowing your own personal limitations. Right. So even if their love language is let's say physical touch and you don't like holding hands or you don't like, you know, hugging people like that, then, you know, trying to fit, you know, in that box might like sure. eventually like, you know what, it just don't work for me and whatnot. Right. So you got to also still know your own limitations. Now, if their love language is not yours, but it's something that you can do, like just, you know, words of affirmation. If you tell them you miss them sometimes and they can accept that, then that's good. But you can't just change who you are because of what right. their love language is either. Agreed. I agree I, with that. Absolutely. And I guess that's that might be another reason why I, I guess, don't see this working long term for certain people. Only because I feel like a lot of people will change themselves and acquiesce just to appease a significant other. And during the process, long term, even though they, it, they don't want it to end up that way. They could also end up resenting that person because they changed for them type of mm -hmm. thing. 
So that that's when I was saying in terms of personalities, because you have a lot of personalities that can be things like narcissistic or things like lacking confidence. And I feel like to me, those are more uh, important than the love languages for me personally, in terms of getting that balance correct, especially in terms of things like even sexual chemistry. You can have great love languages, but if the sexual chemistry isn't there, big Mike, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but I think the love language is, is just uh, putting stuff we normally do into categories and placing titles on it. I mean, you know, you might just say to somebody, I wish I had more time with you. I like spending time with you. Your love language might be quality time and you don't know it. So it's just, you know, sometimes it's just... Um, you know, just 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 naming things or whatever. I don't think it's necessarily a Bible to go by overall, but um, I think some of the things that are on there we really do like and don't know. Like you, like I said, you might be like like to be told. Um, you know, I really like being with you. I miss you. I'm thinking about you. But many people don't know that's words of affirmation. Why, why would somebody even know that if they didn't read the book and know about the love language, right? So I think it's just a way to categorize it but i agree with you too josh things that are not here um even if we got the same language <laughs> can still play a part in us breaking up like sexual chemistry or um uh, financial responsibilities or things like that you know in that in that regard so i agree with there's that. so much more so much more to building a relationship so much I, more yeah. yeah so much more this is just I, I i agree with you guys it's just pointing out that maybe you're not really i think it's just taking as mike said you know the bigger picture and just putting some words to it you know to let you think a little bit more that maybe the reason or one of the one hundred and fifteen thousand reasons why your relationship is not working <laughs> It's probably because this girl likes to hear she's beautiful all the time. She likes to to be affirmed. She likes to feel good when you say it and you're not saying nothing. And she said, how do I look? And you say she fat and she just down for a week. Right. <laughs> so maybe right. that's just pointing out to you that that's just the way that it is. Yeah. I mean, I would say if somebody told you, uh, again, my whole thing, if somebody told you that they subscribe to this and which one is for them, and if you feel like that's not something you can acquiesce to, uh, as you said before, Josh, then you shouldn't continue with that. Because if they really subscribe to it, they're going to be looking for those things. You know what I mean? So right. I would say that. That's a great point. So I guess my question for both of you, because imagine if these two amazing people, these two amazing souls that the serendipitously come together have just awesome connection uh, in terms of, let's say, sexual chemistry in addition to the love languages that mesh together. Right. However, they only agreed to enter in a relationship that would be, let's say, an entanglement, something short term. Um, what's your, I mean, what's your question about like- I guess what would, hap would, what would happen if that happened? number one, and would it be someone else's fault if those things occurred, especially when they agreed for, let's say, a short-term entanglement? I, I I don't think it'll work for them. Um, oh, well, I'm sorry. I don't think their agreement will work. If everything gets great and they have the love languages and the sexual chemistry and all that good stuff, that short-term is going to turn into long-term. 
because people don't necessarily give up things that are good. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like they'll continue with it and it could turn into an actual, you know, relationship from an entanglement if everything gets perfect. It's a reason why, you know, uh, a guy or a girl who's got a whole relationship winds up with the person who was the side piece. You know what I mean? Because they start out as that, but they're so good to them, they wind up, you know, leaving the person for the other person. So I don't I don't think it'll work short term, me personally. I agree. Um, you know, people, there's something about peace. Like if you're at peace with with whatever's happening in your situation or entanglement or whatever you want to call it, then of course you're not going to readily give it up. And um, that may change the outlook. That may change how they feel about it. And that may require that they give a second discussion or, you know, give another look at whether or not they want to be together. But at the same point, I think like everything else, it's about communication. So, you know, if one person starts to feel that way before the other person does, or, you know, they're both not connected in the same way, then that warrants a discussion from both of them as adults. As, you know, this has been good for us so far. Like, should we continue this? You know, are we going to continue it? Yeah, uh, um, if you, uh, like back when Mike Tyson was in his prime, he had the famous quote, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. So I think it's the same type of analogy. Like you might have a plan for short term until the feelings hit you. This is the same thing. You know, we all have plans and things can deter those plans, you know, in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. And cheese with a wonderful comment here. People receive and give love differently understanding how you and your partner receive and perceive love can be beneficial to both parties. Absolutely. Get that uh, chemistry and synchronicity going. Shout out to Tony Stark Jr. and Cheeks. And Yana, love, love that name, Yana. No need for love languages and an entanglement. And I, I definitely agree with that. For me, I guess, imagine if all those parameters are true, Miguel, and from let's say the lady's perspective, she's yeah. like, oh, this is definitely definitely going to be long-term now because you know he's doing X, Y, and Z. And maybe some of those love languages might be uh, spending quality time and receiving gifts. And for the gentleman, all he has time for in his life is quality time at a certain time, right? But also he lives a certain lifestyle and is able to give gifts. And then he may or may not have other entanglements on the side as well. Um, that's when Destiny's point about communication has to take place. And I've been through that. And it's like, you know, um, sometimes it's just depending on where you are in life. And sometimes you might not be able to give that time that she needs. Um and which means that your time and her time does not align as far as being in a relationship or taking it further or whatever it is and stuff, especially depending on what is taking your time. If it's like you and I are doing, trying to build these shows and putting all this time into this stuff or whatever like that, and we're, you know, putting a lot of time into it and, we, and we're focused on it, then it might not align with somebody who needs all this quality time right now. And stuff and if they're not able to accept what you can give 
at that time, you got to make a decision. Are you going to stop what you're trying to do and give her what she needs? Or are you going to let it go? What you can't do is try to talk her into accepting a little time that you're able to give. Because that's never going to work. And whatnot. She's always going to feel slighted in that way. So, oh, oh, that's fair. I guess I, was I wasn't just talking about that quality time being just, you know, evenings, but also other quality time as well. So that she was fulfilled in that quality time, but she was also aware of the other entanglements because of the communication. Sometimes you're talking so much code, I'd be here trying to uncrack all of what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying, trying to say to... <laughs> we're, we're, we're in an entanglement and she knows I'm in an entanglement and she wants she wants some of that a time I'm not with her and whatnot, you're saying? No, just that she's being fulfilled with that. Right. So she's Wait, happy we, with like, you know, when you're all together. So she starts thinking this is going to be long term. But then you are like, OK, this is really what you're able to give. And you're still giving her gifts and stuff. But you're not willing to go beyond that. Is that what you're saying? Amen. Oh, okay. It's a setup for failure. The gifts are only <laughs> going to um, help her feel good for so long. Right. You know, <laughs> eventually, if she really wants time, it's what is going to always come back to and whatnot. So, I mean, you can just you, you can keep going with it until it eventually falls through or you can you can cut it right now. It's, it's really up, up to you. You know, there's something that Mike said that's important, too. Like, um, what time you are in your life? Let's you know, I, I always yes. just draw myself as an analogy because, you know, what else am I going to do? I, I am at like a time in my life right now where there's a lot of growth and the growth comes with a lot of work. So I've been growing my businesses and that growth like has me like sometimes I forget, as I said, I'm writing texts and it's tomorrow when you didn't text me back or when you said, um, you know, hey, like I text you yesterday. I'll be like, oh, cool. I forgot I go. I didn't even click send. So in this moment, let's say someone's is coming at me and their thing is quality time. And I can't even remember to return your call. Not because of anything that has to do with you, just because I'm out here doing my thing. Right. And, but for them, they're going to try and try and try until a point where they're going to be, okay, this is not working for me because that's what they're expecting. They're expecting me to give them my time, but I am at a place in my life where that time is just not there to give. So I, I think that's also important too, not because you don't understand their language or whatever, but just because that's just not what's happening right now. So it goes back to the communication as someone is saying, Cynthia, you got to communicate. So shout out to Cynthia Stevens Keaton. Communication is key. Discuss what your desires are up front. So that was actually what I, what I was saying though. So so in both of your scenarios, you're saying that the lady still wants more time. I'm saying in my scenario, that time is being fulfilled. So if it's being fulfilled, then what's the problem? I mean, is there a problem? I guess. Okay. Well, I'm saying the problem I'm guessing would be for her is that he, I guess she would want a commitment, right? Oh, oh. Okay. so, so she's getting everything she wants, but you still won't commit. And we already had the conversation because everyone's here talking about communication, which is so key. Thank you. <laughs> My uh, legal advisor here, Cynthia Stevens Keaton. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think my answer is still the same, though. If I'm not willing to commit and she's not willing to accept my non-commitment, then again, 
it's only two choices there. We got to make a decision. Like, I'm I, what, what one thing I won't do, like I said before, is try to sway you to stay in something that's not making you happy. I'm, I'm not going to do that, you know, at all. So, right. you know, if you're not willing to accept the non commitment, the amount of time going back to that, whatever, then there's nothing more I could do at that point. You know, so that's all I get it. Yeah, that's fair. I was just curious because, again, as complex creatures, human beings are in precarious situations all the time. So it's not always going to be as palatable as, you know, I would say the book suggests. I mean, to play devil's advocate, you know, what you're talking about, you know, there are situations where if the girl is that whatever to the guy, he might not be ready to commit or give the time or whatever. But he likes being with her so much in certain ways, he might try to sway her to say, well, listen, you know, give me more time or whatever, whatever, this and that, um, you know, in, in that regard. But I think those things never end well, in my opinion. So. And Miss Haynes here from Rider University, shout out. If you don't have the time, why entertain the situation in the first place? You already know what's going on in your life. Why bother? But I would say at that at that point, they both were adults and made that decision and they communicated that it would be short term. I think it's coming back from the fact that we were saying that it's an entanglement. It's not something that we're planning to marry each other. We're just planning to, you know, be entangled for a season. Right. So I think it's coming back from that. I would say with the why bother, it's because people like to be with other people so <laughs> i mean um coming back from that yeah you you don't want to be by yourself all the time but at the same point you're not trying to get married right so um i think it's coming from there uh when they when someone tries to push it from the entanglement though into something that's commitment then that's a whole different story that's a whole different scenario you're gonna want more you're gonna need more you're gonna require more and that's when you're gonna start pushing and asking and demanding right and to josh's uh other shows about like the bait and switch situation if i don't have the time but i told you i didn't have the time in the first place and you accepted the amount of time i have to give you then that's why i bothered if you later on say that there's not enough for me, right. my schedule hasn't changed. So <laughs> what, what, what can I do in this situation at that particular time? So that's really not my fault if you accepted my schedule, but now you want to say why you don't have enough time. That's not. Absolutely. Wonderful question. And cheese again. The decision seems to be made already. Absolutely. You two want different things. She wants commitment and you didn't call it quits. Yeah. At the like same time, the situation was at the beginning, they both wanted a lack of commitment. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. But I guess a little more bait and switch, I guess. But, um, you know, once she does want more than what you're willing to give or can give, I agree with the call it quits, man. I just don't I just don't want to try to, you know, sway you or talk you into it. Like I said, it's not really absolutely. And at the same time, this is gonna throw this caveat out here, right? And ladies in the comments and Destiny, you know, Sivu play, confirm this, but if the brother is laying it down and to use the euphemism with Thor's hammer 
and that <laughs> may be hard to find. And he's You're a good man with an edge, right? After all, he's giving you gifts and giving you quality time. But in terms of commitment, just can't do it. I, I, and I feel like she may stay by choice for a, an abundance of reasons. Go ahead, Destiny. I'll let you, I'll let you talk about <laughs> There's a possibility that she may stay, but at the same time, I feel like that's just deceiving yourself. It doesn't matter how much he lays it down, like tour or whatever. If if I believe that, I believe what a person told me the first time around. If you said to me the first time around that this is just for a season, then that's what I'm going to believe. Until we don't have another discussion where we said we're going to move out of that season into another season, then, honey, we're still in this season. That's how I look on it. And I, I, I believe that if she then lets her mind plays tricks on her and says, oh, well, but he's giving me like this, he's buying me gifts, he's doing me this, doing that, that's still, did he change his decision? That's the question. Did his decision change? If his decision did not change, it doesn't matter how much, how good that D is. It doesn't matter how you're enjoying stuff. His decision has not changed. Yeah, people wind up in entanglements for years because they feel like that his decision may eventually change and by sticking around. And they will stick. You're right, Josh. And they will stick around um, in those situations, even though, because sometimes the first thing he'll do is show you. The next thing he'll do is tell you. And after that, if you still stick around, then it's no longer his fault at that point. And, uh, you know, it, it never ends well, like I said before. But to your point, Josh, yes, they will. Stay. You know, it, it'll reverse. They'll go from being upset you're not giving them enough time or commitment to saying, I'll accept whatever you give me, basically. And and then, you know, stick around for some time. I've seen that happen. I've seen, I've seen that as well. And, um, you know, it also comes back to what I've learned through my life is that being direct and what I've heard since I've been on this show is that men are direct communicators. So yes. it comes back to your decision. Did he done change that decision? Did he say to you any time in this time when you were enjoying that D that we going to be different from what we are? You're just making stuff up in your head then, right? And of course, I do understand that with emotions, emotions can cloud your judgment. But what you have to do is think about you. If this becomes too much for you and you feel like your judgment is being clouded because of the emotional attachment and you know he will not change, call it quits. Don't be there three years later saying, he told me this, he did this, he did that. No. Then it's on you. Yeah. And also I would say like for 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 women, like to because the guy is pleasing her, you know, sexually and she continues to stay around for it, there's less likely he'll switch up and and and, and switch up his decision. You actually got more of a chance if you if you cut him off from the right. sex. Honestly, <laughs> and then see where his, uh, you know, what kind of emotions he has to try to get it back. Because he might feel like, man, I don't want to lose this all the way. Maybe, I, I, you know, I should try to commit to it and stuff like that. Like, that's the way she should play it. Not just stick it around because it's good. Honestly. 
Interesting. So when he has side chicks, you know about cut it off and push him in the arms of another woman. Okay. So Yana Love says emotions and feelings change and evolve, especially if the sex is bomb. Absolutely. I've been in the situation and I decided to leave because I knew it wasn't going to evolve any further and then found another Thor and another hammer. Absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. That There's is absolutely so wonderful. Tours, and unfortunately, right? a lot of people in both situations, both men and women have a, have a perception that, oh my gosh, I can't ever do better than this, which isn't true. And I just wish more people believe that about themselves. And it, and as we know, it takes growth because in our younger years, we might perceive the world differently with a different level of confidence. But after that experience, you go, you gain some wisdom. And then you can have that level of confidence from anecdotal and also vicarious experience. Cheese here, absolutely at death. Resentment will build up because she ultimately she is fighting herself. Fighting herself. Yes, I agree. And I feel like that was my original point about the love language, which is interesting. Being direct is also important. Yep. Always. Always. And that's, I guess, that, that would be a, that's a great point, Yana. And Desh, you spoke to this as well. And yes, we frequently talk about that on the show. So as we know, men are incredibly direct. And conversely, women can be. They can be direct as well, but I would say intuitively, they seem to have indirect communication. Even when they let a dude know that she's interested, it's in a very subtle, indirect way. Uh, uh, I agree with that. I think we we can be very direct, but we are indirect at times, certain ways. I think we get indirect when sometimes we don't know the outcome of the direct statement sometimes. So I feel like we try to go around to kind of fill out the person, you know, a little bit since we don't know what the the uh, the response will be sometimes in that situation. So. Yeah, that's true. Especially, especially if you're really good with your words, because then you can really go around it <laughs> to get where you're trying to go. So. so I've noticed scarcity mindset. Absolutely. And Yana and fear are the underlying motives of staying. That's definitely true. Unless, you know, Thor's hammer could kill Thanos, let's say. Not if he doesn't go for, go for the head. <laughs> Wait, Mike, what were you saying about head once again? No, nothing, nothing. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Well, what's the next topic? What we got? That's that that this. There's a comment that's saying being direct as a woman gets misconstrued very often, and this is very true because I happen to be very direct, and sometimes it come off as people think something different. But listen, being direct is not the same as being mean or being mean spirited <laughs> or. Or or, or coming mean. to somebody or, or being disrespectful and stuff like that. Like, let's be clear. I like, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I, I tell everybody this in my entire life. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. You can be direct and still, you know, a person can feel okay about themselves afterwards. You know what I mean? So. I think that's that's right. I, I don't think you're mean, by the way, Destiny. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but some people, not just women, can you know 
uh, call it being direct when it could be a whole nother thing at a certain point. And everybody don't take everything the same way. So, True. you know, it's a different way about it. So, yeah, I was also going to say that as well, because I guess it would depend on the people you're communicating with and how they take it. It right. would depend on their emotional maturity, right? And things of that nature, and especially their emotional intelligence. Because yes. even if, for me, even if you say it in a mean way, but you, you see the logic of what they're saying and you know that's the type of person they are, I feel like emotional intelligence would negate any type of, you know, emotional miscon you know, misconstrued. Because the truth is the truth, regardless of you and I. So how it's presented, you can take it for what it is. It's the truth. Like, don't, to me, I'm not going to get emotional by the delivery, but I understand what you're saying completely, Miguel, completely valid. I just, for me, maybe it's the fact that I'm an Aquarian, an intellectual and an introvert, that I, I don't, yeah. I just disregard that because it's not really a big deal because for me, the point of communication is transmitting facts. But then again, I am a man as well. So I feel like I'm also intuitively designed for that as well. And it's funny you say that because that's my thing. I'm a man first, so I, I, I need you to fuck me with some respect, no matter if you're being direct or not. And, Put some and, and, respect and, on his name. That's right, Miguel. Right. That's what I'm saying. And, and you know, we, we we can come to a conclusion. We can fix this or whatever. But you know, it, it, again, it's how you say it to me. Like <laughs> that's how that's how I look at it. So. Okay, I'm, you might be onto something here. They like that ish and tend to fall in love when you're direct. When you all, when all you wanted was an entanglement, <laughs> might be on to something there. In now, fact, I would, yeah. Now, direct, direct you know, in the bed. Now, direct. Hold on, that's now direct in the bedroom. That's a super turn on for a guy, actually. So I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I I feel like um, sometimes when a woman is the one who is direct about what it is that she wants, if it's an entanglement. It comes that the end result is probably a little bit different because, um, like if, if if a woman comes out straight out and say, Yo, like you know, hey, we're you're talking, uh, yeah, you're cute, I'm cute, you're whatever, yeah, um, I really am not looking for anything serious, but you know, I get some of that, right? And you're like, Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's a whole different it's a whole different response at that point. So, if a woman comes to a guy, this is a person. This is a true life story. But if a woman comes to a guy, and you know he approaches her and they start talking, and she's the one like, just let you know, I got a boyfriend. You know, I hope if you're okay with that, you know, keep going. <laughs> it, does, it does come off a little differently. Definitely, you're, you're right. That situation, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> He's going to accept it, though, but it does come off a little different. <laughs> like I was watching on TikTok where this chick was saying something. Um, what time is it? Okay, I, I don't use my words very well. Um, so the, the chick was like, if, we, we, if we're together, right, and we, we smashed, and I didn't, I didn't come or nothing, and you came and you had a blast, and you were like, okay, then you didn't, you didn't do me. I did you. Don't be, don't be going out so crazy. <laughs> don't be acting up like you know you're the one that did this. I'm be telling your friends like I hit that. No, 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 no. I hit that. Wow. So, talk about talk about emasculating. That's crazy. <laughs> <Eesh>. <laughs> 
So, you know, it comes off, it just comes off a little bit different. That's all I'm saying. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll, I guess one last question for everyone just to wrap up this topic. Imagine if, again, the love languages are there and the personalities are there and everything, all that is copacetic. However, the caveat is there is zero sexual chemistry. What will, what will happen? <sighs> zero is a <laughs> zero is a uh, a real number, man. So okay, okay. Let's 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 add a, a range. Let's say zero to forty five percent. All right. <laughs> so all right. Now we're talking. If everything else is there, and I can get you like forty percent, I believe I can get you up to like sixty sixty five. So <laughs> I think I can, I think I can accept it. Because everything you know, out there, and, and, and sometimes it's hard to find all those other things. So, you know, I believe KG is other people say too, like, like sex is not going to be on the forefront where I'm going to dismiss all the other things that are so great at that time. Zero? No, I can't do that. But if like 40, well, I, 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 could, I, could, I could work with Okay, Miguel, but again, a special caveat for you, since uh, you've already said it. What if that remaining 65% no. for you is not top? Oh, here we go. Not what? <laughs> uh, Felicio. Oh, okay. Bro, um, I, I think a lot of these questions, I think uh, uh, Destiny spoke to it a little bit. It depends on where you are in your life and your age and stuff like that as well. And, you know, once you you know cross a certain age, I think that you've you've dealt with a lot of bad. So if you can get all this good, and they're lacking in that area, you're gonna try to I guess from a, a previous show uh, help them get at least close to where you want to be. Um, but you know, ultimately, I probably still would accept it. You know, overall, you know. Uh, I think only because of where I'm at in my life, you know, right now, because on the opposite end, having amazing, um, earth shattering, mind blowing sex, but all that stuff is whack. That's that's worse, I think, and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, I would ultimately accept it. Um, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I have something to add to that. I feel like it also. Um, there's something to be said about the course of your relationship because I feel like if you met someone and you didn't really get into knowing them and knowing that all of these things are good about them and then the, the sex is whack, then you're, you don't got time to try to bring them up to whatever number you really want to be at, right? But I feel like it really depends on that the course of that relationship because if if we if we're just starting to go out and i haven't really discovered a lot about you yet and stuff and then in the first time that we had sex this was something that's just not gonna work for me then unfortunately this is just where it ends i'm sorry like right. i don't know enough about you to to try to go help you or whatever right but at the same point at a different level in our relationship or again the course of the relationship there are some persons who try to get to know persons a little bit more before they actually yes. have sex with them. Yes. So if, if it's a situation like this where I am trying to get to know you a little bit more before we actually get into the sex part, 
and then I'm comfortable with what I have learned. And then yes. I learn the sex and see that this is not really 60, 80, 100, but I like everything else that I've learned. Then that's a different thing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, that part, too. I, I agree with that. How long have you guys been talking, getting to know each other? I think is the key. Like if you already put, you know, depending on the scenario, but if you already put four or five months in, let's say, and everything has been amazing and then you finally get it and it's like, yo, it's only 45. I don't know. How, how do you just like forget all the other stuff that's been amazing right. and stuff like that? I think that's tough. And, and, and to Yana's point about the friend zone, you're already past the friend zone at that point. You know what I mean? You've been, you know, talking about your feelings, kissing them or whatever, maybe not having sex. So how do you put them back in the friend zone if it's only at 45? I think that's a tough situation. Especially, as you said before, where you are in your life. So if they match you on some yes. kind of ways, if you guys are compatible, because, of course, you know, we're all adults here. But we have to also acknowledge that in your 20s or whatnot, like you, you ain't trying to discover shit. So. You right. know, then there's a different time in your life when you're like, you're really looking for a long term thing. So if you're really looking for a long term thing, then that's different. Now you're going to be like, OK, I mean, sex is not the most important part. It is important. It's just not the most important. So then you're going to think, OK, if she or he is at a 45 you know, I could coach her into some things. I could I could coach him into some things. Maybe you'll think that I don't know. You know, that's the possibility. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> can you answer your own question? And Ricardo, it, it does depend how sexual you are, because I feel like if those desires aren't met and those other love languages are, I feel like long term, you could also have the same type of resentment, because I'm of the mindset that I would consider sex also being a love language is not necessarily associated with physical touch or acts of service, even though those things are definitely going to be required. You have a point there. If you are an, if you are a very sexual person, it, I understand this point because if you're a very sexual person, then that means more to you, right? So again, to your personality and understanding yourself, if you met someone and they have everything, but the sex is 45 and you for sure know this 45 ain't going to do me, then you give that up. Yeah, it is a major aspect. And if it doesn't step up eventually, you could definitely lose interest. And I'm like, but here's the thing. Mo mostly, if you ask advice or if, you know, you're you're kind of confused on the decision, society will tell you, probably your social network will tell you, especially from the from the elders, from your parents, that generation, they're going to be like, you know, folk, you know, be glad you have everything else and don't worry about that. I think um, if we've been talking for, and I agree with Rick too, like, you know, if it don't step up at all, <laughs> Rick's like, at all, then it's a problem. But and like I said, zero would never work at all. But I think if we've been <laughs> talking for, let's say, like I said, that long getting to know each other, we've had a lot of sexual conversations too. So we should know if we're at least in the same uh, on the same page, yeah, same ballpark and whatnot, as I was saying. So then it's just about how it actually feels. So again, I think I like that's I can coach you up a little bit to where you know we could both get some home runs in this ballpark a little bit. So I think that 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 time that we've spent is good. Now, if you ain't talking about sex at all and it's just like a revelation to you and you don't know nothing, that's gonna mess your head up a little bit because then you're like, wow, she was great, but the first time we lay down, like. 
he just laid there or whatever. You know what I mean? So it just wouldn't work for you in that situation. So. And if and if it's a case too where we were having this discussion the other day on this on this talk, right? Where if if the lady is also enthusiastic to learn, if she's putting an effort or he yes. or she is putting an effort into actually improving. Yes. Right? Because just the first if, if you if you're going based off of this scenario, this example that we're running right now, you done built up something, you like what you have. You, you had sex the first time around, but 40, 45, you know, if you can have an honest conversation after that, right, that's the thing, an honest conversation after that, and that person is willing, and you can see the next time you do it, the next time you see, okay, they're trying to put some education into that, then okay. That's a different thing. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm agree with, you may stay with Diana <laughs> here because you may stay in cheek to fulfill that need. That is a normal practice in 2020, guys. That, that is true. <laughs> Yana, that's true. Yana, so. girl. Yeah, I hope I said girl. But do you okay? But oppositely, if the sex was great and and let's say no, let's say oppositely, it started out just being real hot and heavy, and you never talked a lot. And stuff like that, and then sometime down the line, you decided to talk and see each other's likes and dislikes, career aspects, whatever it was, and then you realize that you know she's just we we just don't click and whatnot. But the sex is amazing. Then what do you do? I mean, do do you at that point try to coach them up on that on that aspect or, of life, like or, mentor? Or, or do you cheat mentally and find another guy or, or girl who's able to fulfill you in that way? Right? Something, this is where we know, all started. Some things right. you just can't teach. You can't teach. That's just for sure. Some things <laughs> you just can't teach. You know what I mean? Like, I understand it from both perspectives. I do but too. you have to understand what is important to you. Right? You know, Mike is talking about what's important to him. You're talking about what's, you know, everybody's talking about what's important to them as a person. And yeah. that's what's the main key here. What is important to you? And when your importance you, changes as you change in age. What's important and what's not important. As you grow, exactly. Yes. As you grow I, and evolve, so does that. So yeah, as you're evolving and you realize that if, as an adult, making those big people choices, those adult decisions that we get to do, right? So making those big people choices, if you realize that, yo, like the sex drive of this person really is not up, up to where I want it to be, then okay, it's just not going to work. That's it. If you have made that decision. That's why it's all about we said it all earlier a couple of times, communication. That's why I think you should have, exactly. and Katie said it the other week, have all these conversations, sexual preferences, uh, sex drive, uh, what you like or may not like. So even if you haven't had it yet, at least you're, like like I said before, in the same ballpark. If you're there, it shouldn't be far at that point to, to get them where mm -hmm. you need to be, I believe. Which is interesting because yeah. a woman specifically, right, and this is biologically factual, could start at a certain level of desire, but over time, it's guaranteed to skyrocket at a certain point. So these things just happen. That's why I keep asking these questions because life is life. So moving on to our next subject, which is disrespectful in-laws. 
And we have to thank the good folks at Hood Ratchet TV for bringing us this meme. You're not gonna ruin my You are not gonna say my son has flaws. Wow. Everybody has flaws and that's why I love them. You can leave, Judy. Like you don't have flaws. You can leave. You can get out of my wedding now. I'm not leaving. That dress you're wearing, I paid for. There's a lot to unpack in that video. <laughs> so much. Uh, Destiny, you want to start? <laughs> wow, I I'm just here thinking messy. That's all I'm just saying. Mess, mess, mess. So I guess in her uh, um, saying her vows, I guess she was trying to say, I accept you and all your flaws and what I take from it. And mm -hmm. the mom got mad about it. So first thing I realized um, is that the guy might be like a mama's boy because she's instantly trying to, you know, jump in the whole thing. However, she she said something three times. The girl has no leg to stand on. They paid for the dress that she wears. <laughs> so... I mean, you can't have his parents pay for your whole wedding and your dress and whatnot and then tell them to leave. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> so, um, but it does seem like they're uh, they're probably acting the way they always act. And I feel like she should have thought about that before mm -hmm. she decided to marry this guy, if he was really that close to the family and stuff like that. So I think that's a that, that's an issue in itself. So it's a lot to unpack, like I said. <laughs> I I honestly don't even know where to begin. Um, for me personally, I don't I don't even understand why I gotta have a wedding. But then, let's let's not get into that part. You had them pay for everything. That she spent her money and everything, right? <laughs> You know she's going to say, like, you must have been around those people for some time to understand that she's going to come at you like that, right? If you right. said something to her, right. right? I mean, like, you must have gotten that vibe from them at some point. So if she didn't want it to escalate into that, she should have just not said anything or whatever. But I'm sure, I mean, you knew you were marrying into that family, it seems Absolutely. like it, it seems like they don't like her very much from the beginning. Honestly. And the husband, he just looks like a little wig twig just standing there, just, just right. standing around. Mama's like, boy, like I said, like and, and and they probably finance his whole life, and he don't want to get cut off from what I can see. So if they had to pay for the wedding or whatnot, so I just feel like that, you know, 
it, that mm -hmm. that that comes from uh, to me. That's a look at looking at all the variables before you marry someone, including and, their family. And you like didn't that. think that that was going to go viral? You done videoed it and put it on the internet? <laughs> like, what did you think about that before? Like, I don't even know what people think when they do these things. But I'm sure she would have had some interaction with that family before her wedding. <laughs> there must have been. And you must have been able to to, to to say, like, you know, how it's going to go down. But then oh, yeah, the inside information here. Okay. But then the mama just jumping on her when she said flaws was the other thing. Like, no, your son don't got no flaws? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Pete. Obviously, you didn't, you, you didn't take it down, I guess. Well, I, at this point, like you guys said, it's already on the internet. That video was on not only TikTok, but also YouTube. So... You know, taking it down for one account is a bit uh, ridiculous. But uh, to both of you guys' points, you know, Mike's saying that probably was a mama's boy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they paid for the wedding. And to Destiny's point, I mean, if you're going to accept flaws, part of those flaws are the in-laws. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like you guys said, you clearly knew. And I, I had the same perspective when I saw this instantly. And I said this in the group chat. I was like, they definitely had a... Uh, a conversation like this in the past this is a new and yeah. that was kind of confirmed by uh the inside information so shout out to people and the husband he was just standing what kind of why is she marrying him in the first place absolutely so let's get into that guys what do you think the guy should have done and should the bride on her day should should she have done more i don't I can't say what he could have done because I don't know why he's not doing anything. If they really financed his entire life, he should have shut the hell up because he need to get his money from his people and stuff like that. But if it's, you know, a situation to where like, you know, they just pay for the wedding, but they don't finance his life, then you got to stand up for your bride and stuff like that. So it, 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 it really depends. But again, like Destiny said, she knew what she was getting into. And whatnot, and she probably shouldn't even accepted them to pay for the wedding and the dress right. at all. L listen, listen. Let's just save for a year, whatever we got to do to do it ourselves. Because I know how your mother gonna act, and if I say something, she gonna throw it in my face that she paid for it. She threw it in her face before the wedding was even over that she paid for it. Before so. the wedding started, they're just saying vows. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yo, the crazy part is the whole "accept you for your flaws." aspect is a cliche she clearly got from the internet so it could have been avoided by not mentioning it at all but obviously mama bear overreacted there and i agree definitely could have been avoided they knew you know it would have happened but to miss haynes's point bride could have let that comment go it wasn't worth all that commotion in my opinion i agree you got to learn how to diffuse the situation but because they had a previous history she stepped right up and she was like batter up that's the oh, no. thing right I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was saying that that's the next thing, right? If she's used to being around them and she knows that the mom is like that, right? You know, when she said what she was saying, she didn't have to like, you know, react because of course every action determines reaction. So if you know she's kind of like that, but that looks like there's some animosity going on between the mom, the mom-in-law and the, and the bride. There's definitely some animosity there because the way they jumped at each other 
is not just about that comment. It's definitely just not just about the comment alone. It seems like whole other things going on there. There's a lot because first of all, lady, everybody has flaws, including your son. That, that's that's number one. <laughs> um, secondly, I don't know if she could have let it go, Miss um, Haynes, because uh, which was to change her vows at the last moment. The lady stepped up and said, "You're not going to say my son has flaws," and she's supposed to say, "I'm sorry, he doesn't have flaws." Like, what is she supposed to say at that moment? So, I just, I mean, she could have responded differently. I don't know how she could have just said nothing or, you know, said sorry. Because anyway, she went back to her speech. The mom would have still got upset. So it really was a lose-lose from the beginning. So. The mom intended from the moment she walked in that church to say yes. some, something. She, yes. The way she, she just don't pops like her. it, she just she don't like it. Her. Like yeah, <laughs> she don't like her. She mad he marrying her. She yep. paid because she loved her son. That's her baby boy, whatever. But she don't like her. Something. Yep. So. But let's that, add that, that context, right, that you alluded to, Miguel. Imagine if it is, from their perspective, a wealthy family, right? And clearly the bride couldn't, you know, muster anything or her family, because usually it's the bride's family that's going to yes. pay for the wedding. So to me, right. that, in, that instantly lets me know the dynamic right there. So it's kind of like, maybe, like you guys think, maybe they think she's a, a gold digger, and that's it. Possibly. But at the Possibly. same point, Mike said something. You know, I don't even, for me personally, I'm not into the whole idea of weddings. That's just personal for me. But Second time you said that. You're uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think it's crazy, but I'm just saying, like, for me personally, I don't see why. But, you know, let's say you're going to do it. Why not have your own money? Like, you know, why, why not you have your money do it? And if you ain't got the money to do it, why not just go down to the civil court or whatever? And, you know, you ain't got to do all that if you can't afford it. You get what I'm saying? It, you know, I'm just saying. In my opinion, with something as big as a wedding, uh, it's always going to get thrown back in your face some kind of way. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but some type of way. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear, we paid for this wedding at some point. So I'm with you. Save if you have to. Um, you know, I know my, my boy Ricardo, who's in the comments, he worked several jobs for as long as he needed to to pay for his wedding, to be honest with you. So, you know, whatever you got to do, you got to do. So nobody's not throwing it back in your face. Mm -hmm. so. And what if the uh, bride in this case was actually pushing marriage quickly? Um, Which, uh, let's say, uh, happens often. I would say we, uh, well, I would just do what Destiny said. Listen, we can either go down to the courthouse, I can call tomorrow, get us an appointment, or we can save until we get it. But I, I don't want to get it from my parents because I know they're going to throw it back in our face and, and, and you know, throw it back in your face. That's what I'm mm -hmm. trying to protect you. They'll like you anyway. So <laughs> I want to take on one So I guess, what if, because again, it doesn't happen to every lady, but some ladies have dreamt about their wedding day from a very young age. Could you just, you know, exchange that for a courtroom, you know, event. Well, as a woman, if you've been dreaming about that fantastic day for all of your life, if you've been, you've had that day, you, you know the colors, you know the smell, you have it in your mind, where's your money? <laughs> since, since you've been dreaming about it so long, let's say you're 25 years old, 26 years old, 30 years, You've been dreaming about it for 25 years, 30 years. Where's your money? You didn't put $1 towards that dream? Not even 
towards that dream. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just my way of thinking. Um, I, I just feel like there's no way I'm going to be dreaming about this big fancy day with this big fancy dress and all this perfection. And I'm putting all this perfection that I want in the hands of somebody else. It's up to them to give me this perfection that I want. I'm just saying that's how I would think about it. Absolutely. And to paraphrase Destiny here. <laughs> but yeah, Steen also you didn't says. paraphrase me. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we, yeah. We didn't hear anything, bro. Oh, yeah. that sucks. All right. Anyway, that's his mother. So it's up to him to say something. So that's that's interesting. From Steen, shout out to Steen and Simply Intimate with the List. Link is in the description. And Ricardo says you let him pay for it. For it. So you're giving right. them the control. Right. Big right. fact there. Oh, we have the Haynes family here. What up? Mom was ready to throw that dress back in her face. She had that <laughs> one uh, cocked and loaded. I agree. And Yana, she should have stayed quiet and her husband should have said something to his mom. Well, which is interesting, though, because if he is a mama's boy, then that means the wife or the bride can control him, but also his mom can control him as well, which is oh, so they, so, they, so now they have a power a dynamic. Who's controlling right. most? Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, you see who's caught in the middle again. So for, it's interesting that no one actually saw that as, damn, like, y'all put him in that situation again. Like, y'all ladies together. I mean, can y'all ladies come together and, you know, at least agree on this young man? I want to be clear. He should have said something 100%. But the background is that they're also paying their rent. He should have said nothing. Because we're going to be on the street with me trying to take up for you with my mom. <laughs> so, so, again, it depends on that situation. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's his mom and she could get over it clearly, right? She still paid for the wedding and clearly doesn't like the chick. Very true. Yeah, definitely doesn't like it. Absolutely. But, Yes. Now we can get into our very fun part of the show, which is getting into the memes of the week that involve dating. So one of these is hilarious. And here it is. Hi, everyone. Okay, so we're trying to figure out who to text back. We have two different guys texting us. Guy number one said, good morning, beautiful. I hope you have an amazing day today. I love him. I like him. We like him. We like him. <coughs> Shit, throat's a little dry. So we don't like him. You shut the fuck up. Don't listen to her, okay? She just confuses everyone. I don't know why the fuck we keep inviting her to these meetings. We like him. He's good for us. We like him. Well, who's guy number two? Okay, so guy number two finally texted us back after leaving us on red for three days. And he said, yo, let me slide tonight. I love him too. That one. I want that one. Okay, let's do this. We'll text back both. But the guy who left us on red for three days, what time did he text us? 945. Okay, leave him on red for 15 minutes and then text him back at 10. That'll show. Oh, that's good. I like that. All right, I'm gonna head the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. She's so talented. She is. Is this what goes through you guys, the women's head, when you get these sex, Destiny? I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out if I'm some kind of different species or, <laughs> or something, honestly, because... I I don't even do that, so I I don't know. I don't do that at all. I mean, if somebody leaves me, how many days did she say the guy left him on red? Three days. Three. 
I ain't even going to remember that person after three days. So I'm just being straight up. After three days, I don't remember who you are if you left me on red. Like, I'm not messaging people. I'm not a texter. But if it, let's say I was a person who's texting and I texted you and you didn't text me back for all of three days, if it was something that was so important to me, I ain't remembering who you are after three days. You're going to text me and get, who is this? Because I probably deleted your number. So, Interesting. Even if it's a case where you guys have had, an, or let's say, an entanglement already, and let's say they possess Thor's hammer. That's a different situation. If you a booty call, you a booty call. There's no me thinking about you for three days straight. Like, I'm going to think about you on Wednesday when it's your day. That's <laughs> That's it. Like, at least that's how I look at it. If it's hmm. something that's important... Okay, if, 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 if we're talking about, like, relationships now, obviously guy number one is trying to get to know her and calling her beautiful and whatever, but her ma brain is saying, uh-uh, our lady parts is, which one was it? I'm so confused. Yeah, her that one parts, coughed. That was a very dry cough. Right, it was like, uh-uh, we ain't, we ain't went with that. We ain't with that right now, right? <laughs> the lady parts wanted the one that was obviously sliding in very often, so... You know, that was, that's what she wants at the point. So if that's what she wants, then fine. And if it's not about anything more than him sliding in, then sure, slide on, right on in. But if it's for more than that, then no. Miguel? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's more of a woman's meme, but I would say that, uh, <laughs> I mean, the way yeah, yeah, the way you, the way you did it. Uh, I've, uh, but I, you know, from a guy's perspective, I would say if I left you on red for three days or didn't respond for that many days, and then decided to hit you back, my interest level is not really that high for you anyway. And I imagine going through my, you know, through my threads, like, oh, I forgot, I, you know, text you back and stuff like that, and then I hit you back at that point, and I'm just filling you out, whatever. But my interest is not that high, so that's what I'll say. From what I can see from that. That's, that's what I would think. I would just think that if a guy left me on red and he, after three, four, five days, he messaged me, he's just going through roll call and he came back up on me again. That's just <laughs> what I would think. Interesting. So even if he was dialed in, like let's say he's an entrepreneur as well. And as you illustrated before, perhaps he was just busy at work and working and just responded then. It depends, again, on how your all agreements go. What, what they are saying right now from the energy I'm getting from this thing, she was looking for that text before those three days, right? So it, in this, we're talking about this particular thing, right? She was looking for the, the message before it, it, it arrived. And she was really waiting and excited when it arrived. So probably whatever was there, that baseline is just different. But of course, if it's an entanglement, it's different. If it's a situation where the person is working and you all have a different agreement, then your expectation has to be different. Agreed. I think people make time for what they want. <laughs> so whether it's the fact that you want work, you want your projects, you want uh, another woman more than you want her, <laughs> you're making time for the things you want. So if the if you let three days go by, she's not what you want over the other things and whatnot. So that's how I look at it. Very true, Ricardo. Very true. And I guess my follow-up question would be, 
do women normally go after? And I guess on this show, it was described as F-boys. So she was more interested in the F-boy than, you know, the uh, the one that she says she would want gentlemen to behave like. Is that a question for me? Mm-hmm. It depends. It depends on where you are in your life again. That's what I have to say about it. I mean, there's a time and place. Um, if 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 I'm just after that thing at that time, then that's what's gonna be. I'm not gonna be trying to get into no commitments with you because I'm just looking for this. I just need you to be here for a period, you know, for Wednesdays or Thursdays, and then I'm <laughs> over that, right? And then if it's a case where I'm looking for something that's not, it's it's different. It depends on where you are and what's happening in your life. I don't think there's a general rationale, but um, to her thing right now, I, I feel like she's just at a place where at least her brain and her logic is trying to convince her otherwise. But it, in the way she's gonna go, she's gonna go with what she wants. She's looking for comfort in this moment. She's not looking for anything more than that. That's completely fair. And our next meme is also from Hood Ratchet TV. So thank you, P. If at this point I'm trying to see the person you fuck with phone, just leave them alone. They're obviously hiding something. Oh, I'm so happy you have this one here, bro. (laughs) I was looking at that. Um, the other day, um, I um, it, it, first of all, yeah, if you got to do all that, then you shouldn't even be dealing with that person. To be honest with you, like, if, like, if there's no trust in the whole situation at that point. And um, I mean, I, I, I think that my phone is my phone, and your phone is your phone because I pay my bill, you pay your bill, you know, first of all. But if I'm suspicious of what's going on on your phone, then again, I shouldn't be with you because I don't trust you at all in the beginning. So this is just he doing. They're on the ground, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> way too much to look at her phone. Uh, you know, at this point, and and if it's not nothing, now you're looking foolish in the first place. So that's just to me crazy. I I I feel the same way. If if it's a case where I mean. You're 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 dating a whole person, and you say, "Let me see your phone," and it's I have to wrestle you. It's I mean, like, and you feel like that's that's something you gotta do, wrestle them to the ground for you to be able to look at their phone. I mean, you know, there are other things that's happening there. I don't think that, um, as Mike said, of course, there's separation, um, and we were talking about this I think last week too, where, like, for me, I I don't share my phone. And my computer, like, right off. I usually have to put some proprietary stuff in, in some places because I deal with a lot of my clients' personal information. But if, I, if, I'm, if I'm looking at a TikTok or whatever, I can pass my phone to you and say, hey, look at that. You know, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be such a big deal for you just to scroll through something on, on somebody's phone. So that's, that's too much right there. See, I don't I don't. See, I mean, we're on the same page, but we're not, Destiny. I, I still feel like, why are you asking me for my phone? You have a phone. <laughs> why not? So I'm on that situation. Like, uh, if you was like, you know, if, we, if we're if we living together and you my wife, okay. But anything before that, 
it don't necessarily mean I'm, I'm hiding something. But again, you need. To, I didn't know why you need my phone. It doesn't make sense to me at that point. I think that's a good question. If if, if somebody comes up to me and says, and we are not really serious, serious, and you say, hey, Destiny, give me your phone. I'm going to say why. That's going to be my first question, of course. Not because I wouldn't give it to you, but because I need to know why I got to give it to you first. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Josh? <laughs> Absolutely. And she says, this is too much. I definitely agree. If you have to do this, then what are you suspecting is most likely true, mm-hmm. possibly, or yeah, you know, perhaps they have a very private life because, again, their phone is their phone. Because perhaps they might be talking to you. And again, you never know. Obviously, this this is probably an exception to the rule. But they could be talking to some very confidential people. And they're not supposed to know that they're talking to anyone else. And no one else is supposed to know that they're talking to them. So that, that also is a possibility. But then again, if you're dating, if you're dating somebody, right? As I said the other day, dating is a very open concept. So dating is not just you. Dating is dating. You're seeing a couple of persons, right? And if somebody is dating and you're going to feel bad because they're texting somebody else, then you should step up and have that discussion about them not doing that, not talking to other people, right? I mean, if that's the case and if you're feeling suspicious, of course, if you're with one person, you're not going to be texting Joe and you're with Jimmy. Of course not. But you know, I mean, in the same thing, if Joe wants or Jimmy or Jane or whomever wants more than what they're getting, have that discussion first before you start wrestling somebody to the floor for, for you to see what's on their phone. If you got to do all this, then why are you there in the first place? This is too much. To me, it's twofold. If you got to do all that, why are you there? Because you don't trust them. Mm-hmm. But the other part is the most important why you know that's her phone <laughs> you know what i mean in that situation so that's amazing he literally assaulted her almost to see her phone like that's a little bit. he's lying on her face her face is like right on the floor oh my that's what i'm saying so nah but but to to uh to the other point that was said in the comments like you know um if you're that suspicious then just leave mm-hmm you know what I mean? Because then, then you, if she doesn't let you, if you don't get to the phone, then you're going to be like not sleeping at night because you think it was something anyway. So if you're that suspicious, then just leave, I will say. All right. Absolutely. So the next one is. Females ask the dumbest shit during sex. Like, why is your dick so good? <laughs> Bitch, I don't know. I got it for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, mm. She leaves her standards. <laughs> Wait, who's she talking about? This girl right here or somebody else? I think she's, she's still replying to the question before, maybe. Oh. But also may apply to this one as well, which is... I don't know. I think this is for the guys. Do females actually ask crazy things during sex? Yes. 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 Definitely. Men do, too. Just just to level the field here. Men do, too. Do they? They do. (laughs) They do. 
and they, and they asking you to call them all kinds of names and stuff like that. That's they not do. crazy though. That's it's breaking. not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> That's typical. I would okay. say what they think. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> why is your dick so good? Why are you fucking me like this? <laughs> you know, like that. Like what he's talking about? So. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Real questions <laughs> so I don't know. Um yeah, it's very interesting. That's a great response though that he he he, he said though. <laughs> Maybe she never got none like that before. So for her on her on her behalf, that was a legit question for her. Huh. Yeah. Maybe I mean it was. Maybe she generally wants to know what you do. You doing something different than whoever. In all reality, it's going it's going to boost the guy's ego. He's not going to be like that was a dumb question. In all reality, something like that. So. <laughs> Interesting. I think this next one is going to be particularly spicy. Huh. So, if a man has to pay all the bills, what he needs you for? Obviously, this would be for the ladies. <laughs> um, I'm not really conformed to the idea of a man having to pay all my bills. So um, <laughs> I, I don't really, you know, I wouldn't say that's for me per se. But this is true that there are persons out there who do believe that. I mean, that a man plays a head role. In the house and that maybe they are pay all the bills but then um there are different roles right i i mean at the same point it comes back to you and your relationship if you made a decision in your relationship that the guy's gonna do all the bills and you're gonna do something else then that's that's just how you decided in your relationship there are some persons who i know who do believe that you know in considering that the man is the head of the household kind of thing um, where the man pays all of the bills and then the woman does other things. So there, there are different ways to look at that, I would think. Um, yeah, I guess the women who do, or couples who subscribe to this philosophy, I guess they will look at it like he needs her for those other things she was speaking of, whether it's the cooking or cleaning or taking care of the kids or whatever it is and stuff like that. I don't subscribe to this philosophy, but I guess that's, I guess that, uh, what the, uh, old school, you know, like way of thinking and what traditional values. Yeah. Tra traditional values and whatnot. Um, and it depends on what you value and stuff like that and how much money he's making, you know, he, it's just like anything, any, anything else in life. If, if she is taking care of the entire household, like, like, let's say he hasn't went to the grocery store in 10 years and he likes that or he doesn't uh, ever clean anything, or he don't pack the kids school lunch. He might think the paying of the bills is worth that, not to have to do that. So it depends. Just like I might think paying for a guy to fix my, um, you know, uh, 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 put together a TV stand for me is worth my time. I do it myself. So it depends on what you value, you know, in, in life. The dynamics is, is important. And it also de depends too on probably 
what's happening in your relationship. Because if, if let's say the woman is working and maybe she's making X amount of dollars and the man is working and he's making X amount of dollars, possibilities are his money can't pay all, all the bills on its own either. Right. You know, it, it really depends on what's happening. Every relationship is different. Yeah. Uh, if a man has to pay all the bills, what he needs you for. And I believe we talked about this last night on food for the culture, Miguel. I mean, obviously you yeah. can provide other things besides money as well in the relationship because to me, it's all about teamwork. So yeah. some someone might have a, a higher skill set in a certain aspect and that skill set might be acquiring, you know, income, which leads them to being in charge of paying the bills. But in terms of, like you guys said, the home life, maybe uh, that's maybe where someone else can shine. And that could be a man or a woman in both situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, for, for, for somebody who values the time, if she's taking care of all the little things, you might feel like just to pay the bills is worth it for you. Because I need all my time. I don't have time to do all this extra stuff. So it depends on who you are, your situation. And like Destiny said, what the financial structure is within the household. Absolutely. So now we've reached the point in the show where we actually get to have the ladies' night Q&A, where the ladies get to ask gentlemen juicy questions out of pure curiosity. Ladies, feel free to get in the live comments. So, Destiny, is there a burning question that you had for the gents? Um, I was seeing this thing on TikTok, right, where all the men be dressing like women and, 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 and shit like that. I wanted to know. I wanted to ask y'all guys about that. Like, what what do you feel about that? Would you would you do this this kind of TikTok challenge with your your girl where you wearing her clothes and stuff? What do you feel about that? I'll start. Um, we talked about this when they had the whole flip the switch challenge, right, Josh, on uh, New Year Radio, where every time they would turn the light off, the guy would have on the woman's clothes and stuff like that. And even back then, I just said, no, I'm not doing anything like that. Like, that's, I, I think, I think it's ridiculous. You know, I think that, you know, you're like, um, I mean, you're not obviously, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what you are, but I just think that, you know, I would never put on my woman, especially like, yeah, some of the guys in like tight dresses and heels and all types of stuff and whatnot. Wigs on? Nah, we, we ain't doing that. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a stay a man. And that's what I'm going to continue to be. So you want me to do a fun challenge with your cool, but ain't going to be nothing I'm putting on your clothes. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And our boy Tony Stark Jr. actually did this with Sandy Cheeks, which was interesting. And uh, for me, I, I never had any desire to put on women's clothes. And that <laughs> desire has not grown on me since that inception. So, no, thank you. Yeah, where it bothered me, Destiny, was that the challenge started uh, going down. Those challenges go down towards the kids. So now you get a, the kid and his sister switching clothes. And, you know, it's the boy. I think you're just instilling things in them at an early age that they shouldn't even be thinking about. And stuff, and I think sometimes they follow in their mm -hmm. father's footsteps. So if mom and dad switching clothes, why can't brother and sister switch clothes mm -hmm. and whatnot? So that's where I think people never think about the youth and how the things they do affects the youth in that way. 
I was I was just thinking like, yo, some of these men just be so comfortable. They got earrings in, hoops in, wigs on, tight dresses, heels. I'm like heels. You you did you you just you enjoying this, huh? <laughs> you were just waiting for this time in your life. How about that, right? <laughs> and you're right. It could be like an opportunity <laughs> where the clothes they've been wanting to wear. So you, nah. I'm just saying it was just something else. But um hold on, yeah. let's skip it though. What if what if the challenge happened and your boyfriend said he wanted to do it with you? If you had a you know, if you had a boyfriend, what would you say to him? Nah. Not gonna happen. <laughs> Would you question him moving forward though if he brought yep. that to your <laughs> okay? Yep, I would <laughs> 100%. And um, it kind of it kind of brought me back a little bit, you know. Um, I'll be very careful what I say, but um, you know, it kind of brought me back to something that was posted in the chat, um, Josh, about miscunility and, and, and men maintaining that towards generations, it kind of brought me back to that because I, I know sometimes, you know, we have this discussion about women not submitting, but then I feel like sometimes it's like women, I feel like most women do want to submit, but who do you submit to, right? You know what I mean? It, it, that's, the, that's the question right there. Kids, ain't no <laughs> way. You gonna be my man and try to put my dress on. This is not gonna happen, right? right? And I'm not gonna ask you to do it, and you for sure should not come <laughs> to me and ask me to put my dress on. For sure, for sure. So, you know, it just that to me, I had a lot of curiosity about that one right there. And for those who don't know what Destiny's talking about, let's try to get you guys an example. It's the guns, all the guns kind of song. They say, he has all the whatever, he has all the guns, some kind of thing like that. <laughs> oh, that's the flip the switch one. That's the flip the switch one. Right. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to see that more than once. Thank you, Tony Stark Jr. and Sandy <laughs> Miguel. <laughs> what? I had nothing to do with that, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean... I guess one could argue that if you're comfortable with your masculinity, one one might argue, Josh wouldn't argue, one might argue that you should be comfortable doing that. And sometimes they apply that same logic to doing things like wearing things like pink, you know, playing dress up with your daughter, things like that. Does that uh, change your perspective at all, Des? Nope. If you have a daughter and you're sitting and having a little tea party and your daughter will be like, Daddy, let me paint your face, whatever. That's a whole different thing. And that's also you taking an opportunity to be a daddy and say to your, your daughter, you know, baby, men don't wear makeup. Right. That's probably right. an opportunity. I don't know. Right. I'm not a man, but I'm just saying. But for right. me, I'm just thinking that overall... You know, if if a woman steps to a guy and asks her him to wear her clothes, I feel that there's something else going on right there. Yeah, because you know, um, I, I know some people have said that if my wife asks me, then why would I tell her no? I think you should say, and 
you know, Tony Stark Jr., by the way, who said that uh, to us, I think you should, you know, be able to have a conversation with your wife. Like, look, man, it's just a challenge, but I ain't putting on your clothes. Like, I, why would you even ask me that? Like you said, that's it. Why would you even ask me that? Like, that's how I would look at the situation. So, I, don't I, I, I don't for me I, I had some questions i like yeah for sure I, I was just looking at it you know when you're on tiktok you can click the song and see all of the people who who did that and i was some of these guys be just going all out like hoop earrings and, and i'm like you you thought about that <laughs> you put some thought into that one and the, then you see the weird the weird it, it seemed as if it was weird now for the few guys, because they made an alternative to it, where the the girl would start singing and the guy would just come in and say, "Hell no, I ain't doing that." So then it seemed as if, oh, so why why this marriage is is like this? He he can't do that for his wife. I'm like, okay, you know, that's this is something else right there. <laughs> Destiny the is apparently Wonder Woman tonight. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and Yana with another question. Who progresses the relationship to marriage naturally, the man or the woman? And Yana, this is totally a rhetorical question. Really? <laughs> Miguel, I'm gonna let you uh, tackle that one first. Who progresses it to marriage? Nat you said naturally, what you said? Uh naturally. I think naturally the woman progresses it to marriage first on that. I think that um I think that uh you know, I always said, I said back in the, uh, you know, from the beginning, a lot of times women uh, look for titles and men try to avoid titles. So starting in the, from the dating stage to go from dating to relationships, relationships to engage, engage to marriage, women are constantly looking for the next title where men try to avoid them. So we avoid, you know, the engagement and then we avoid the marriage, stuff like that. So I think women progress it naturally, you know. Absolutely, I agree a thousand percent. And I would actually offer that they also unnaturally uh, push the, the uh, I guess, progress the relationship towards marriage with things like ultimatums and mm -hmm. or cutting off things like coitus. Yes, I agree. 100%. Yes. You, yeah, go ahead, Jess. Um, Yeah, women are the persons who naturally push towards marriage. And I feel like this is also to how women are perceived outside of marriage, okay? Um, I'm not saying that you should con anybody into getting married because that does not work, okay? You know, trying to trick anybody. Um, babies don't keep people from leaving you. Um, mm. You know, ultimatums don't keep people from leaving you. Mm. None of those things. Marriage don't stop nothing. If, if it ain't going to last, it ain't going to last. So, of course, I don't believe that that should be done. But also, I would like to just put it out there that how women are perceived outside of marriage is so much different, okay? Not just because of people don't consider how men are outside of marriage. Yeah, but as a woman, especially at a certain age, if you're still doing stuff, whatever, just the notions of the world. And I'm not saying you're supposed to allow yourself to be taken over by that no but at the same time it's there and there's nothing that you can do about it it's there as a woman in your face from your family from your friends from your co-workers from your groups everywhere how it's perceived and so because of that naturally if a woman gets into a relationship that she thinks is serious or that they're discussing seriousness there 
she's thinking that the end result of that is uh, is is them getting married and so of course it's, it's naturally going to she's going to think it's naturally going to progress into that point which comes back again to a discussion every relationship should have are we this serious or no right so for, you understand what the natural progression is going to be if it's going to end up there or not but do you think once they get to that age or that point that you're talking about that they more that they're more into the idea of being married or marriage than the person that they're marrying sometimes because i see that too sometimes it's like that sometimes it's like that we're having a kid too i won't lie about that that's that's a true fact because i do see persons out there who they really want to have a kid so bad. They're like, you know, I need my eggs fertilized now, today. They're not really so much concerned about who the donor is going to be. <laughs> and then, you know, that pushes you into making bad decisions. It's the same thing for marriage. I do know that there's some persons, that, and that's overall, like the pressures. There are pressures coming as a female from so many different points especially when you're going up in age. So if you hit 30 and you don't have a kid and you're not married, I'm telling you this as a female, you have people who don't even know you, don't know nothing about your, your ovaries, be asking you why you ain't got kids, right? So because of all of that, there's just this innate thing in you where you're thinking, okay, I, I, I should be leading towards that in my life, right? And it does cause some persons to make bad decisions. It does cause them to be pushing towards, okay, I really just want to get married. And if, if the next guy doesn't marry me, whatever, you know? Yana had the follow-up, right? She does. So is it a red flag if a man is pushing towards marriage? Or is that natural if he is in a place to want to be married? I would also say that's a red flag as well especially if communicated that you didn't want to get married as a lady, because not all every lady wants to get married as destiny was articulated. Yeah. I mean, well, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's anything. If you're not on the same page about getting married altogether, then that's a red flag. hundred um, percent. If you do want to, and he's also wanting to, um, I, it, it could be that he's normally in that place where he's ready to as well. I would say that. But um, if you're not ready or, or, or wouldn't be ready and he's constantly pushing it, then, yeah, that's a red flag. So. And I, I will add to that, as a woman, too, um, I, I, I do understand sometimes you can meet men who it's not overly popular, but it is it does happen where there's a situation where you meet them and they're at a place in their lives, too, where they yes. are about marriage and they're about yes. kids. And yes. I've, I've seen that because sometimes the red flag is like I have a conversation with somebody and they're more into asking me how many kids you want to get and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, you know, they're, they're, t they're, they're not trying to get to know me. They're trying to make me into an incubator. You know, <laughs> that's a different situation. That's where the red flag is. They're pushing after something else. It's just like this female who is saying, yo, I want my eggs fertilized now kind of thing. Um so that does happen from both sides. But if naturally you are in a relationship with someone and they're happy, you're happy, and the guy's like, yo, let's do this, why should that be a red flag? Wow, sounds like you wanted a brute sow there. Huh? A 
Brute's out. It's uh, a woman whose who's sole purpose is to uh, give birth to children. I know, right? How can you do that? <laughs> like on a colony, right? Like when you start a new colony, the yeah, concept yeah, yeah. you want to bring yeah. women to be the brood style of that, that colony to be fruitful and multiply. I hate uh, those conversations. They're like, oh, you, you're not interested in getting to know me? Like, you know, <laughs> you just want <clears throat> me to start pushing children out tomorrow? So <laughs> apparently uh, men have a biological clock as well. So what's worse? Great question from Claude is marriage or loneliness? And cheese with a great follow-up. I've heard some say these two are synonymous. Agreed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and um, because I've heard that, I would say probably marriage. I mean, because unless you're a person who's not comfortable being alone with yourself, then mm -hmm. are you actually lonely? Because again, People paint this out, and I would consider it a mirage, right? Of being, oh, if you're not married or if you don't have a significant other life partner, you're going to be you're alone. alone. What happened to all your friends? What happened to all your family? Some people might have pets. So to me, that that is a bit of a fallacy. And some people, as we know, can be together for a lifetime without marriage. And it's usually when you put these, let's say, social titles and parameters on a relationship, then people start to behave differently and might expect certain types of behavior that wasn't previously discussed. So for me, if you're not comfortable with yourself, then that would be a red flag and you wouldn't get married. <laughs> uh, I feel like we need to also define like what loneliness is because- I was gonna I, say, what's the level of loneliness? <laughs> that's, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I think you have to define what loneliness is because it's like, it's like my great aunt looking at me and say, yo, Destiny, if you don't get married, you're going to be lonely. And I'm going to be like, aren't you lonely? You're married, right? Because at the same point, she's at home alone most of the times. And me, I have a full life. I don't feel lonely. My life, I wish I had more time alone right now, like in the sense of yeah. what's going on in my life. So, I mean, being being alone is does not mean lonely. The same way... Single does not mean celibate. Same way, you know, there are def definitions there. Really, it really, there needs to be more clarity on what loneliness yes. really yeah. is. Yeah, because there's like lonely. There's not, I don't even think you are, I don't even think you're lonely, let's say, Destiny, because you have a life. I would consider that lonely, but there's levels to this, I guess, is the best way to put it. So there's like the lady who's 48 with 10 cats. Like, I would consider her lonely. Right, you know what I mean, and and that's all, and that's all she does. It's a reason why cat litter sells so much every year, right? There's a lot of women like that, but um, but then there's a person who is single, let's say, and not 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 even dating, but they have fun with their friends. They go out to different places all the time. They, you know, whatever they do, they enjoy their life all together. Right. So having a, a steady rotation, right? Not even, not even, not even. If you just have an even, a, I mean, you can have that too, though. You know, yeah. let's be clear as well. But um, I, I yeah, the, the the question is is interesting though. Um, what's right. worse though? Uh, I don't. Marriage. <laughs> and though I, I completely agree with the you know with the concept of marriage when done properly, it's just that I would say in society now, usually it's not done properly. So and statistically, it's 
most likely going to end up in divorce. I still think it depends on the level of loneliness. If I'm a person who don't have nobody close to me, my family, and no, and I'm not a very, uh, I'm a, um, a introvert. I don't have a lot of friends. Um, I have a job where I work from home, so I don't see anybody and whatnot. Um, I think that's worse than actually having somebody to talk to every day. To be honest with you. So I think uh, you don't want to talk to them. I, I, I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't ever get that far in your marriage, though. We don't want to talk to the person. Like, you know what I mean? You should be, you know, you should have left already by then. So, so, so yes, marriage is worse because you got a divorce. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for sure. It depends so much because I, 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 I see persons as a person who is probably some of those things that you just said, Mike, I work from home. I run a home base. I, I run two home based businesses, basically. But at the same point, there are persons who would look at me from the outside of my life and say, destiny is lonely. I'm not. I traveled over 40 countries. I go anywhere I want. I do whatever I want. If I right. feel like I want to do something, I do it. So it's, it's really de defined by, like, you know, are you actually involved in your life? Are you actually living? Or are you just, you know, sitting around? Yes, bummed? that's what I mean. It's the level <laughs> of loneliness. We all know that some guys sitting on an old recliner who don't have no girls, no friends, and no and nobody to go to, and he's just watching porn half the day and watch his life away. Like that, I wouldn't want to be that guy. I'd rather have a partner right. if I could, if I could be. And at the same time, someone can be in a marriage and just as lonely as that cat. Lady. That is true. That is that's true. That's true too. Which is why Josh was right. <laughs> That's never right. But anyway, uh, so no one but you you have you have a point, Josh. There are persons who stain marriages for so many different reasons. That's apart and apart from actually being happy. And so, because of that, of course, they're going to feel lonely. I know. I know of people, as I was a social worker and um, psychologist. Who actually live in a house and live in separate bedrooms? They 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 have separate oh, yeah. bedrooms. I know that now. That's a lot. That's not, that's like that's almost normal, right? Now. That's a lot of people. You know? So I, I know a, a lot of persons, but if I'm gonna put a title, a whole title, and a whole certificate and whatever just to go live in my, another bedroom, then might as well I stay in my house and you stay in your house. Like, <laughs> you know what? That the makes point sense too. That? I agree with that as well. Yeah, right? I mean. So, and that's certain aspects. It really depends. I, I think I still think it depends on the level of loneliness and whatnot. So, anything else? Dusty, any more questions for you? Um, I don't really. Get, oh yeah, I got a follow up from last week. You remember you guys were giving me so many tips. Are uh, you you were here, Mike? I don't remember if you were in the comments. He was in the comments. Yeah, uh, my friend. <laughs> My friend, so I, I sent her the video link, Josh. Thank you for that, Dust. I did send her the video link. I was like, please watch this because this is important. And I, the part where, where Kevin was like, when you call your friend, you call your friend with some kind of questions or whatever. But anyway, she broke that off because um, her reasoning was that the person didn't call her or anything. She didn't call and he didn't call. And she just took the advice of she never felt like there was enough there for her to work on. So she um she ended Wait, that. The so. friend who the sex wasn't great, but she never told him it wasn't great. <laughs> so basically yeah. she broke it off without telling him it wasn't great. She broke it off without telling him. Like <laughs> I think I don't think the, the opportunity arose there for for her to actually to actually tell him that the 
based okay. off of what I didn't really have a full conversation with her about how it happened, but based off of the mitzvits that I got um, at the time was that he called about something else about her not communicating. And she was like, she, she, she didn't communicate because she never felt like she wanted to. And then she just, you know what, let's call it quits here because she never felt like there was enough there for her to actually push and, you know, give anything out of that. So I, I feel like that's where maybe she's coming from. And also from everything where we were saying there, I think maybe she learned something too that was important to her. I don't know what yet, but. Right. But I would also uh, just get a, a friendly suggestion. Ladies, if you are in that situation, as we said before, please say something because the the response may astound you. That's number one. Same thing for fellas, for, for ladies. That's number one. Number two, there is a possibility that by informing him of his shortcomings, you're saving a future lady in the future. So help a sister out. That's say what something. I was thinking, too. I thought that, you know you what you would say would help him to make better decisions for the next girl but at the same point you know if she doesn't want to do that it's up to her yeah it sounds like he might move on to the next girl still doing the same things and being in the same situation yeah but for her um yeah hopefully she communicates a little better you know in the future when it comes to that situation because I'm surprised that she never saw but it sounds like there was more issues than the sex if it wasn't even worth telling about the sex. So that's what I, I, I feel thinking. like there were two um, because of some other stuff that she said, you know, behavioral wise. And there were other red flags that made her feel like it wasn't worth her actually just putting even telling him and yeah. telling it. So um, I feel like that's it. And also, you know, everybody I, she's from knowing her. Um, she's a person who she she probably just doesn't want to get into the whole conversation of everything that was happening or or whatever. So interesting. So it sounds like their love languages also weren't aligned. So KG <laughs> has a question because of course, is yeah. great sex enough for enough of a reason to stay in a relationship? Hey KG, what's up? <laughs> mm, I guess it depends what type of relationship yeah what type yeah. of relationship yeah That's and i think question. it's and i think what what's how bad is the other stuff <laughs> that, you know and the other relationship and and also uh you know i think i think it's it, you can stay short term but not long just because of that you know again how bad is the other stuff and what's the other stuff that's bad there's a lot of different variables here you know what i mean I agree with that. Is it the yeah. only thing that's good? Because if it is, then nah, it's not enough. Close that nah either. So <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it relates to our previous point. It might have to depend on the person's confidence level, and as Yana said, if they have a scarcity or an abundance mentality. Three. Yep. 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 Um, but yeah, those, I don't think I have any more questions. Um, to add to the, to, to the, to the, um, submit thing, there's one question I wanted to ask though. What is considered as submission uh, that I want to know? What is considered Ooh. as through submission uh, in a man's point of view? Huh, that's a good one. Um, 
I, well, uh, I don't think this is, I don't think this is general submission, right? Like everything else is about the man you're dating, number one. But <laughs> I would say that um, just uh, like not challenge it, 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 the definitions, right? Not challenging him on everything that that comes into play, or not even on like most of the things and whatnot. Like you know, if he if he picks something. You know, you go with it. If he's wants the sexual way, most of the time you're okay with it. Um, the, I, I would just think that you know, just just being okay with the things that he wants most of the time, not all the time, would be considered submission. Just not challenging it. If I, that's how I would. Define. But isn't isn't her being okay with everything that he says just boring and stripping away her personality? Not everything, like I said. <laughs> not everything, but I would say um, it, um, if, she, if she challenges sometimes and that and that and that relationship is probably more okay. But if he truly wanted a submission, a submissive person, let's say uh, uh, Christian Gray <laughs> type of deal, it's 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 not boring to him because that's what he wants. So right. he, he likes the submissive part of it. Okay. Interesting. I guess submission definitely has to depend on the person. So whether they have traditional values or non-traditional values. However, I think there's something to be said about natural feminine and natural masculine energy. And if you have someone who is a lady, but she's more masculine and dominant, then it is not likely that she's going to submit unless you're an incredibly alpha, alpha male. Because then it could work. Because then she could be an alpha submissive. So it really depends on that yang and the yang, the polarity of that relationship. So those they'll have to complement each other. And I think that would happen naturally, because as you said, that's before, if a guy isn't, you know, that masculine and in society today, guys are less masculine than ever before. It's going to be hard for a lady for a lady to submit to a guy like that. Right. Because naturally you're looking for the, the man to lead. And of course, you're not gonna give leadership to a man who who can't lead, like you know. Right. At the same point, like it's not gonna work like that. So. Yeah. No, what, you, women want women want strong men. They want somebody who will lead, like you said, and that leadership can lead to uh, submissive tendencies. Sometimes, I believe, um, if she's not even partially submissive, I would think that she, that he's not leading. You know, I think I think they kind of work hand in hand in certain ways, actually. So, and Ricardo said, the submission I believe is doing something that you completely disagree with. Interesting. Mm, nah, I don't nah. know about that. I nah. think maybe <laughs> maybe in some ways doing something that you would do readily, but not right. completely. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, and she says submitting is trusting right. the man to lead. I definitely concur. Yana. Oh, I thought we were talking about the bedroom. I think it's both, Yana. It's always I think both. it's everything. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, everything. it's everything. It's everything. <laughs> Agreed. She's women who like the man naturally submit definitely. Yeah, and if the man if the man naturally leads, that is right. You know, then it's easier for you to submit. I feel like a lot of persons forget that women really want naturally. I feel like a lot of women do want to submit. But you can't just submit to John and Joe around the corner that, you know, you leave your finances in his hand for one day and you're broke. No, you know Rick, Rick, 
Rick, Rick, what you're talking about is controlling. You're talking about that she don't want nothing at all, but she'll just do it because you said so. That's more controlling than submissive. Yeah, I don't agree with that. That's some so. SDM kind of stuff, right? Rick, yeah. Ricardo, uh... <laughs> Yo, you brought up Christian Gray. What'd you expect? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> but uh, the chick in the movie, she she, she 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 was cool with most of the stuff. She signed a whole contract. So, you know what I mean? I she still was submissive. submissive. She was right. not doing anything she did not want to do. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she was a proper sub. Don't even have to say submissive. You're just a sub. <laughs> right. So that's okay. a good question, though. Great question. Appreciate it. <laughs> and I will add to that that uh, leadership, submissiveness, it, it starts from the beginning. You can't start one way and then try to come back six months later and be like, you know, well, I'm tired of not listening to me. It's over. You, you lost at <laughs> that point, stuff like that. It starts True. from the very, very beginning. So. True. True, true, Absolutely. true, true. And I feel like it also, it also, there are some times when persons will see those traits in someone and feel like, okay, they're going to be like that. And then they're probably not, right? And it comes back to the same thing we were talking about that video. Like, if, if, if you're there with someone and you're thinking, okay, fine. And then tomorrow you'd be like, okay, so that's, I need to borrow one of your dress for this TikTok. Oh my God. <laughs> Right, right, uh, right there. That whole leadership and submissiveness is gone because that that just went out the window. Right, you yeah. take it on him and your dress. That right just now. went out the window. So you know, I I feel like there's there's a lot of points to that too, and it's 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 like something someone asked me just the other day about like um when it comes on to like finances and stuff like that. Do you just normally just say to someone, you know, take over? Those things come with trust and also with that person showing the leadership, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I, I run a whole business. Can can I I can't even imagine just telling you just take take over my finances like that. You know what I mean? I would have to see those things real well first. You gotta see understand. what they're doing with their own finances first. And then you can trust them with your finances. That makes right. sense. So, yeah. 100%. But thank you. You guys did well answering my questions. You're welcome. Uh, no surprises there with this esteemed panel and audience. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you once again for watching. We appreciate you guys getting in the comments. We definitely appreciate that. And if anyone is interested in being on the show as a guest on the panel, please. Let us know. We would love to have you. For and sure, for sure. Thank everyone, you. have a good evening and speak to you all soon. Bye, guys. Sure, they got me brainless. AI, 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 AI. And I don't understand it. AI, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. People already eavesdrop if you're out here having dope ass conversations while you're lit it's like why not why not put it into a podcast he makes podcasts he's here outside of the city pick his brain i'ma just be here and you two were just going at it back and forth